0: remember we did that workout a few years ago I think that was three or four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <John>. Right? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Yanagita podcast show episode 43 we got special guests. we got John Henry in the house owner of coffee attic owner and founder coffee attic and uh, John welcome to the show man Dang appreciate it. thanks for the invite yeah excellent so John I've been going to the coffee attic for the past what five six years now and uh, it's incredible because i remember going to the coffee attic right after we would do our saturday workouts at the canoa street garage workout days oh really this is 2015. Sure? i think you guys had just started 14 or 15.
1: yeah this is our seventh year so around there sounds right yeah
0: right around that time so yeah. i remember coming
1: over 2015 with taylor
0: who is now or one of our trainers. And uh, I think he's a platoon commander or something like that in the Army. But, so, yeah, it's just incredible. That was six years. I remember sitting outside. So right at the entrance, you had tables. I mean, there's still tables Right, right. Uh-huh. I remember sitting there. And uh, I would just get my little $2 coffees. My still we still have them. Coffees. We still <laughs> have $2 coffees. I coffee, still got yep. my black coffees, okay. my $2 black coffees. And I'm just curious. And everybody's probably curious. Like, How did you guys come up with the coffee attic
1: idea? Uh, the story in it is pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, from the beginning, we actually purchased the building 2005, I believe. It's when the, my photography business, my past career, was doing really good, and we're looking for a tax write offs So I thought, oh, I've always wanted to buy a commercial building. So we bought it back then, and we had tenants in the building help pay for the rent because I couldn't afford it. Then the photography career went down the hill. Everybody got into photography. Digital cameras came out. So all that uh, changed my income. And then we had the snow factory. Some of your uh, guys might remember that. No, it was a tenant of ours. And so they were doing good, but then they ended up moving out and giving us about a month's notice. And this is right around, I don't know, seven years ago. Wow. And we were gonna lose the building, everything we have worked hard for, we couldn't afford the place. So we put the building up for sale, mm. and we called a realtor to come out, a friend of ours, and we're putting the realtor sign out for sale or for lease. Mm-hmm. And so we're hoping that somebody would come along and lease it like right away, or somebody would come along and buy the building. We had no hope in anything. We just didn't know where we were gonna go. Wow. And while she's putting the sign up, or having we're sitting there talking, she goes, you know, this is a pretty cool place. You know, I think it would make a really good spot for either a hair salon or a coffee shop. Who said that? The realtor. Really? Yeah. You remember, who's just, the realtor's name? Do You remember nah, that? I can't remember. It was uh, no. Nah, I, I can't remember. Local girl. Wow. My my wife remembers names. Wow. I just remember. So yeah. So with that there, I turn to my wife right there on the spot. Says, "Well, I can't cut hair. Let's open a coffee shop." Wow. So in two weeks, we opened a coffee shop with no restaurant background. Wow. No no education at all. Even I didn't even know I knew drip coffee, but uh-huh. I didn't know what a cappuccino was. Wow. None of these things. So we uh, went to Oma Coffee, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. our provider, and they provide a lot of the coffee beans because my wife has a really good taste for good quality coffee, Mm. I can't tell I can tell if I don't like it or I do like it. But not, <laughs> but not if it's earthy or fruity. Right, you know, that, those the, the, yeah. the distinctions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she has the quality. Whenever we go out to eat like uh, Four Seasons or Kalani, oh, someplace nice, and she yes. goes, where's your coffee from? They always go back to Oma Coffee. Wow. So we went to those guys and go, yeah, we'll give you a, a thing that grinds up the beans and a thing to make drip coffee with. So from day one, they provided that for us. But what we needed was an espresso machine, right? Espresso, yes. Yeah. So, we went to Macy's and bought one for $130. One you would have in your home. We went through seven of those machines before we could afford to buy one because we really didn't plan on that thing taking off. We thought somebody's gonna come and take over the place. And so my cell phone number, it was my original personal phone number. And I was using it just temporary until somebody came in and then after six months, nothing happened. And I go, oh, this is sort of fun. You know, it's really slow. Yeah, but after uh six months we thought i think we can maybe make this work then after a year we felt really good because mm-hmm. most businesses restaurants go out of business within the first year mm, it's a really right. poor percentage of survival rate right. so then after three years we go okay we made it mm. and then it's been just like great and then COVID hit we thought oh, this is really bad but fortunate we picked up a lot of new customers, and we're doing almost twice the business now than what we were doing pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, yeah, what? it's just incredible. So what
0: did you guys do? How did you guys? What was the pivot change? What was that shift to get that? Was it takeouts? Was well, it uh, for the
1: COVID? During COVID, yeah, this past year. Well, a lot of people quit coming, but uh-huh. what we did pick up was the police department. Oh. Those guys started coming in, and you're coming now. It looks like it's a substation. i've
0: seen that i've seen one of my boys uh we used to wrestle together and i was just like oh what's up brother and he was just sitting there with his other officers and i'm like
1: dang yeah so uh apparently they went to some places and they weren't welcome to come inside they had to sit outside and we let them sit at the bar right yes that's that's what we said it's it's off limits to everybody else but we made it available for the officers to sit and then they just started coming and they they we give them a little bit of discount not much and but just out of courtesy, but what they actually take real good care of our, our employees, you know, they talk with them, have fun with them, get to know us personally. Yeah. We're a mom and pop business. Mm-hmm. So that they like that idea of it, homemade pastries and all, but they came in and then the ER, the nurses at the ER were oh. starting to call us up because apparently maybe their cafeteria shut down, mm-hmm. I don't know, and they're working long hours with the COVID thing. Right. So we started delivering to the hospital only and so we're doing that like three days a week. And it's usually a pretty good size order. It's slowed wow. down since then. Um, but those are some of the things that sort of picked up. And then what really did it for us was we built that outside, that new structure outside. Yeah, it's really
0: cool. I was sitting there the other day. And it's comfortable, computer. right? Yeah. yeah
1: and uh, you yeah. never get the sun on you it's north facing and right. you can watch the cars go by mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of people come in for meetings and dates and all kind of cool things yeah so mm-hmm. it's made it so you have a comfortable seating area now whether you're not indoors you've got nights outdoors and it works amazing wow yeah.
0: and that's the vibe that i always liked it was that like that homey kind of vibe mm-hmm. i remember
1: even pre-covid it was
0: like the couches and you could just sit there you sleep had, yeah people <laughs> so sleeping with their earphones yeah. on and their hoodies yeah. on like that and yep, they were yep. sleeping and i remember it was just so diverse too you got middle school kids coming from eow and then you got you got the older pop and then you got all these different people coming and grabbing different things and i thought that was really
1: cool it was fun with the uh, middle school kids. You know, we we had a, you know sometimes up to twenty kids would come in. That's and right. And a lot of them were waiting for the parents to pick them up after school. They had nowhere to hang out, so they'd go downstairs. But every year at the beginning, we'd have to talk to one of the older kids and say, "Okay, you got to be the boss down here. Mm-hmm. Tell them they can't climb on the furniture. They yeah. can't walk. You know, they're they're middle school kids. Like no well, one watching over them, and they're exactly. like getting rowdy." Whoa. And so the, <laughs> we, we'd find somebody that's a little more mature and they'd come in and I say, hey, if you don't make them behave, you know, nobody gets to come in. Yeah. So we had to do that. And but this year we, uh, well, it's almost a year now. we did our downstairs shack. We, we made salsa rice cream. We built that specifically to for the middle school kids, wow. and they've never come. Right. So now they're not in school regular hours anymore. Right. So we haven't been able to make that for that, but our chili does great. We have a lot of adults come in just for the chili, chili dogs. I remember asking you, yeah.
0: I remember asking you, yeah, right when you guys were setting up the the roof and the shack sign, I was like, John, what is this? You're like, yeah. oh, try this Dole Whip. And I was yeah. like, oh, dang, what is, you sold me. Yeah. All right, let me get that, and I'll get that uh, chili. And yeah.
1: it was really good. And the Dole Whip's vegan, oh, and wow. it's lactose-free. so. Oh, uh, and that became famous at Disney World. i never heard of Dole Whip before, but it's mm-hmm. by Dole Pineapple. Right. And they had it outside the Tiki Room, I think so what they say it at Disney. Yeah. So you go there, and you, and I remember having it in Florida, I was raised near Disney World in Orlando. Oh. I remember them having it, but it was like way too expensive for a kid like me to be able to afford Dole Whip. Dole you know? Whip, yeah. But now, you know, so we try to keep it at a reasonable price, mm-hmm. Not cheaper than what it is at Disney. but. Mm-hmm. it's still still a good seller people come in just when they see the sign they want to do it yeah. with. there's yeah. a couple of places in the Highness side to sell it
0: wow yeah. Yeah. john so like what do you what what has kept you guys going i mean the last seven years from from that you were saying that you put your signs up for sale yeah. to where you are now with all the things going on and all the different relationships and customer relations that you guys got like what what was that drive? What was like your guys' pillars?
1: Well, a couple things that happened. Yeah. Uh, one is the photography dropped off. Photography. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I don't have any backup career. I mean, huh. I, I'm not skilled. I was in the air force as a dental hygienist, uh-huh. but I don't want to go back cleaning teeth again I and mean, to do all <laughs> that. So, I, I really didn't know what I could do. I can be a security guard because I'm not. I don't have a college degree. Mm. And a, sort of funny thing on that side, when I had my photography business doing well, we had seven employees. Mm. Five of them had college degrees, and I was the only one without the college degree. Oh, I go, wow. Hey, what's going on here? You know, all you guys who your college degrees, but yeah. you know, it's—I still recommend kids going to college. And I, yeah. you know, I tell my daughter, I oh, hope you don't, no one hears this, but uh, I says, hey, <laughs> just, yeah, forget college, just marry somebody rich. You know? <laughs> yeah. you know, so, she didn't listen to me. <laughs> she we went go. to college. There we go. So, <laughs> oh, But no, you know, uh, but what what happened is, uh, we just f- sort of fell in love with this. I've always wanted to do something to work with the community my photography is always mostly working with tourists coming in Ah. we definitely met some nice i mean i had wonderful time of that but mm-hmm. meeting local people on a daily basis like yeah. what you have at the gym you're like a family mm-hmm. here right right when somebody does show up for a while you go what's wrong are you in the hospital right. we had the same thing and so we've we've made some amazing uh really good friendships and family relationships and some are better than others right and then somebody like oh i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna run downstairs for a little bit <laughs> you handle this, you know Uh, But Uh, we we get everything coming through there. Uh, But we get tourists come in, and they they hear about us now, and it's sort of like a destination place. But several things that's really made it happen is the wife's cooking. Uh, Mm. Her pastries are over-the-top good. People Mm -hmm. you know not used to having a good scone or a good lily koi bar. That's right, yeah. So that's good. We always try to keep our prices cheap you know cheaper mm-hmm. than a lot of places because you can't go out to eat anywhere for less than 12 dollars for lunch now right so we have things around ten dollars mm-hmm. you know trying to make it affordable still mm-hmm. we try to keep our coffee prices down but every time you know the cost of shipping goes up or yeah. minimum wage we have to raise our prices with it so that's right it's part of but so people like the the food is good so we go to a lot of coffee shops and all you have is a few few pastries maybe mm-hmm. and coffees and so we've sort of a cafe type coffee shop mm. and then the other thing that's really separates us that made it work is our music oh that's right yeah yeah and, and it's crazy on how that got started because we huh. didn't have any intentions on the downstairs right well even upstairs before upstairs. we started downstairs somebody we had a thrift store uh-huh. before we opened up the coffee shop we had it mm-hmm. downstairs for about a year mm-hmm. we took in all kind of stuff we wouldn't buy anything or anything was donated. And there's tons of stuff out there people want to get rid of, but now you don't have Salvation Army to give it to, mm-hmm. or you got Goodwill, but uh, some of the other places you can use to get rid of things and, and good quality stuff and Savers is gone. But we would take all kinds of things in. And one of the things that was given to us was this plastic, pink plastic guitar. It was like a kid's toy, but you can actually play it. We had it up on the wall upstairs in the coffee shop. One morning, a guy came in, and I I I swear he must have been a little bit drunk. (laughs) But he got that out, and he started playing some blues music on it and singing with it, and it only had five of the six strings on it. It was even missing a string. And he still played it, and we recorded it, and we played it over and over again. And then somebody says, John, you need a guitar. And they took me to a pawn shop, and I got a really good deal on it guitar yeah, and that sort of built it up they made a lot of donated to us and we just keep adding Mm -hmm. to it so we were at first just having fun with it and then I decided let's try to do some shows because I knew a lot of musicians from my photography one and the 4th of July maybe our second year into it Mm. we decided to I built a stage right. and do our first show and I used my photography lights, which are really low quality. We had a terrible sound system. Wow. But my first show, and I hate to say this, was Marty Dredd. Marty Dredd was a super good friend of mine. Uh-huh. And I hope he's still my friend. <laughs> when we did this concert, I think I had five people show up. It's a fourth of July. There's so Boy, much yeah. going on. Oh, and and so we had five people and they're in the back just loving it because this whole big room was right. Marty up there Huge playing. A yeah, great show stories. to five people, you know. And I uh, keep inviting oh, Marty come back, do another show. And then we got real, we got real sound equipment now. We got real lighting. So, right. so hopefully one day we'll get back. And then after that, it just uh, sort of word of mouth spread. And then I got better sound system. I had to learn how to do sound. Mm. I didn't know a thing about. I knew of lighting, mm-hmm. hands down, photography. Whatever. Yeah, but for doing sound, I had to learn all how to do it. I'm still yeah. beginner level, but I can do a decent decent job now. Wow. So now we got really. Really good groups coming in. Yeah. Even tonight, tomorrow we have two shows, and next week you got two, a great show. That's awesome. Uh, I wish you can, just you can come down and, and watch. Uh, one of my favorites is coming up next week is Ron Matoire McTiire, mm. Ron, Ron plays rhythm blues and soul, and he to play that he used to be called Cones on the Green. Now they call it Sunsets. Oh, okay. where Eliair Golf Course was down there in Key. Yeah. So he was playing there forever, and he came, I think, to Hawaii in 79, 79. and played it way before you were born. <laughs> <laughs> played at a place called Foxy Lady out at the Royal Ahaina. Wow. And so that was his first gig out here, and then he's been playing here since the late 70s, and he just puts on a fantastic show. So now we're doing outside shows, 10 tables with two people at a table. So that's a maximum, we can max in there, 20 people, then wow. anybody else can just stand around the outside. And there's no noise ordinance because we're a business area. We're we're not residential, Mm. so we can put outside amplified music. And if you want to dance, you just got to go off the property, which is like five foot over the wall, right right on the side of the road to cone it off. And you can dance right there on the edge of the road. Wow! And and you're 20 foot from the stage.
0: That's that's right, because it's right outside. Yeah, yeah. So it's so much fun. So like, what I'm hearing is all like this uh, creativity. I mean, from. You were saying that most business, restaurant businesses don't make the first year. Yeah, and I just feel like it's a lot of relationships, a lot of community, a lot of creativity. Because I mean that's just incredible, from that situation to all that you're doing, and now right after COVID, and you guys are even doing better. Like that just blows my mind. That's why I was like John. I remember asking. I was like John, we got to get you on
1: the show, man. <laughs> what whether you realize it got because you got the same thing with the small business you understand people can go a lot of other places it's all about good service right you got to treat them respectfully so one of the main things we pound into our new employees is greet them when they come in and thank them when they leave and try to recognize them that people want recognition it's it's so simple so when i went to buy shoes at the mall this is a perfect example, I went into a shoe store, ready to spend a couple hundred dollars on tennis shoes. I go in, and no one even greeted me. They had workers there, and it's like I didn't even exist. I walked in, walked right back out. I went to another grocery, went sh- another shoe store right across in the mall, and the people right away greeted me. Can we help you with something? And I said, yeah. And I spent some money with them because I wanted somebody just to give me some service. Mm. And it's that huge of a thing. And it's not hard to do, but when you go into a good quality restaurant, they're always going to greet you.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: go into some place that's too busy, and you just can't be too busy. Try to give good service. Mm. I'll be right with you, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and the same thing here, you know that there, and then quality food and mm-hmm. a decent price. Those things are all what made us work. Because mm. you, you don't get that normally at a, a corporate. If you go some of the corporate places you go to, mm. maybe, mm-hmm. but mom and pop, there's there's if if they don't have it, I don't know how they can stay in business without giving mm. customer service. So that that's what I think. What makes it work for us? Yeah. And we, when we interview our people for jobs, mm-hmm. you know, main thing we're for is having good character. Mm-hmm. Someone we can trust, be honest because We're a cash business, mm. you know, so we know that there. But we look at the people and, and we'll give anybody a chance. But what you know, we'll sit down and talk with them, ask them a lot of questions, and just see where they're coming from, where their heart's at. Mm. And if they fit in with us, man, it's a blast. Mm. We're a family, we do stuff together all the time. Our employees that's worked for us for five years are still coming back in, even though they're not working and hanging out with us, mm. and they come coming on their days off. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun it's so much fun it's a funner job than any other real job I've had wow I wish I would have done it 30 years ago
0: and that shines through John yeah. I mean because every time I come in and you're there like Justin how's it going I'm yeah. like hey John yeah. yeah family right yeah I've got my coffee yeah. <laughs> got my notebook
1: yeah. Yeah. I'll go outside on that table I'm like yeah. dang this is great yeah, and, and some wow. we can harass. You know, we, we like to tease, yeah. as long as it's, you know, keep it proper. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we have some that come in there, we just know we just love to give it. And goes both ways, you yeah. know. <laughs> and so we have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's incredible, John. I totally agree about, like, the whole service, quality, price, and all these different things, because the greeting thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, the, that shoe example, mm-hmm. dang, that's such a bummer. That, that first
1: shop, mm-hmm. they just... They just lost a customer because
0: nothing happened. Dang.
1: And then on the other side, when a customer comes in and they're not so nice, mm-hmm. right? We're going to get some coming like that. I tell our staff, you don't know what they're going through. They could have been through a breakup. We had one customer came in. He's sort of a yellow skin, a guy from Oahu. Huh. Just a couple years ago. And I says, uh, is it early in the morning? Was anybody around? And I says, uh, how are you doing today? I always really sincerely ask. And sometimes we'll see what the response is. He goes, um not too good and uh, I mean I'm uh, on my last several weeks I've got uh, cancer that can't be cured and I came to Maui just to get away and I know I'm gonna go home and die and this guy was probably in his 60s but his skin was a little bit yellow and so he had something terrible and I was able to talk nice with him and treat him. you never know someone comes in for a breakup or whatever the situation what we get elements we read to you know people come in that are jacked up on something and then I have to come in and treat them properly mm-hmm. so yeah we are wow. always reading people that's incredible yeah, yeah but we try to treat them nice no matter how rude they are yeah
0: and like where and does that attention. come from Does that come from your military background or, or how you were raised because that's an incredible trait to to treat people well and always given that benefit of the doubt of like hey so we're not sure what happened are you okay what's going on what's your story I really admire that because I yeah. always hear your conversation when I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, he's just he's really trying
1: to get to know these people. Yeah. yeah. Two things happened. One of the, probably the thing I can be proudest about in my whole life that mm-hmm. I can really, and, and put it proud in the, in the right context, meaning not something I'm proud about, but uh, satisfaction. I got to be a chaplain in the prison for four years. And a chaplain is like being a pastor so for four years i was going involuntary into the prison here on maui wow and dealing with every situation you can imagine so i had to learn how to do grief counseling crisis intervention people that were suicide watch people that came in one guy that was on molokai just killed his girlfriend and he was like going off you know and they would bring me in to talk with him and to get him back to normal and so being a good listener Wow. was incredible, just having someone that would listen to them. Wow. I don't have to have all the answers. So that impacted me a tremendous amount, and I'm still uh, certified for going back in to the prison, but the timing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, when I can get off work, my work is so busy, mm-hmm. I can't get off, but one day it's gonna happen, hopefully, that they will we'll have the right amount of employees working, they don't need me, I can take off for a few hours a day, and go back into the person Because that was, so I can actually help people that need help, that they're not gonna get help anywhere else. Mm. And again, you read people. You see some people using you, trying to get what they can out of you. Mm-hmm. You get that, but, but uh, again, you listen to them and sometimes you can say the right word to help them or do the right things just to turn somebody's life around. Wow. So I don't push that on anybody. Not too many people know that's what my background is. On occasion, somebody come in, Got ink all over them, tattoos and stuff. It looked like, a, like somebody can come in and kick my butt. And they came in and go, hey, pastor, how you doing? I go, oh, somebody I met from prison. Wow. You know, they were referred to as pastor. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really, really cool to get to come across Dang. some of these guys that I, I actually don't remember most of them because like, there's so many guys at the prison. Wow. But I got to spend a lot of time and really learned a lot through wow. that, yeah. And you were
0: saying the biggest, one of the biggest impact was listening and then feeling heard.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to these guys and, you know, again, some of them are just jerking your chain. Right, Right. of course, of course. But other ones are really needing somebody to listen to them and that can that can help them through some s- tough times when no one else is going to, you know, even listen to or they can put confidence in. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: John, I, I had no idea about that. I mean, I know about your photography and then the, the military, but I, I had no idea. What initially got you in that direction? Because that's very unique. I, like, that's like a... Very rare thing to, to do, to go into the prison yeah. and you yeah. know, do that.
1: Uh, it came back to, I was out of work. My photography was- Oh, it was that two, era. Yeah, it was right before I got the coffee shop going, went into a thrift store. <gasps> uh, it was after, t- uh, after 2005 and that soap, maybe, I don't know where it was at in that area, but 2008, somewhere around there. And I had no, no work. There was just oh. no photography to do. My thrift store wasn't doing much. In the thrift store, we got clothes donated to us. And so when inmates would get out of prison, we had one guy that's flying out to Arizona that day. He had nothing but blue jeans and a white t-shirt. Wow. And we were able to give him free clothes and shoes mm-hmm. and he can get on the plane and go home and see his family with non-prison clothes on. That's incredible. Yeah, so that was part of that uh, program for us. Wow. But I just had no time on my hand. I said, man, I've, I've been teaching Sunday school at church most of my adult life. Started oh. at Grace Baptist in Lahaina with Arza Oh, Lahaina. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I came over with him in 81. Mm. And uh, so I worked through his church. And I learned so much. And I thought, what's, what good is it do to have all this knowledge and not be able to share it with somebody? Mm. And I love teaching. I mm. love teaching photography, anything. I love to teach. So this was just a great opportunity to, to do something under the radar. And, uh, and that's how it needs to stay there. Wow. Yeah. Four years, John. Yeah. That's incredible. And I can't wait to go back again. Dang.
0: That says a lot about you, John. Yeah. It's a, it's a, like, I just want to, like, acknowledge you right here, John. Like, I just, for who you are, what you've done, and what you're doing, and what you're going to continue to do, it's just, it's just incredible. Like, I, I just feel like uh, more people need to know this, you know? Like, how, like, because you guys started from really humble beginnings, yeah. scary times, almost losing the building. Yeah and slowly building it wasn't like an overnight thing it was years months and years and all your past experiences you like teaching you liking people listening to others i mean i just gotta acknowledge that john
1: it, it was uh, amazing yeah. i mean i felt blessed all the time and it helped me build my faith mm-hmm. helped me share it with others because at wow. the time we were ready to lose a building i was at the prison and i was telling the inmates i says and this is what I honestly believe. You know, If it's God's will, I'll, either I lose a building, and I said, God, thank you for that. You had your purpose in my life for me to do something else. That's what He brought the coffee shop in my life. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it was gonna happen. I looked at it on a faith basis, no matter which way it goes, if my business profits, thank you. If it goes down, thank you. Whatever happens, I can sleep. You know, you know People lose sleep over things that can't change anxious about things tomorrow, that you have no way you can change. With all the worrying, you're not going to change what's going to happen tomorrow or next year. Wow. And I just had to put my trust in my faith and share it with inmates and see where God opened the doors. And it's been incredible.
0: That is incredible. Like, how do you develop that, like, deep faith? I mean, because people that I talk to that have developed something or created something or, or, or fought or whatever it is, they always talk about like that conviction and that belief and that faith and it's that's just it's
1: incredible. what you're doing you exercise you right exercise yeah you exercise to get stronger you mm-hmm. exercise your faith you huh. trust in something a little bit you keep trusting you keep exercising I'm going to trust God on this so I'm gonna trust God on that there if you don't do it then you don't exercise it mm. and you so it's just like what you do I tell them the same example you if you want to get stronger you got to exercise mm. and that's the same way with your faith wow if you don't have any faith, it's not gonna grow any stronger. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow.
0: John, this is like Deezier. uh blowing my mind, man. <laughs> I'm like duh, I'm just like oh. No my no, goodness. we can get back like, to the coffee. I appreciate yeah, that. No, yeah. Like so what 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 are some of like the personal things that you might do like to deepen your faith? Is it like a like the way you think or like you do
1: certain things or? Well, a lot, of, a lot of scripture reading mm. is mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one one of the guards comes in from the prison all the time and says, John, what's the word for the day? Always puts me on the spot. Wow. So i got to make sure I say <laughs> that, you know, give him <laughs> <it, give laughs> some encouragement, you know. <laughs> that's
0: but, awesome, you know, John. Yeah, but, you know, uh,
1: and again, I see so many guys fall, pastors fall, people fall in their faith. You know, they do things that know that's not correct. And so I've been there many times myself. And so it's just nice to have somebody, you know, that, that forgives you and says, hey, come on, keep keep going ahead. Mm. So those are some tough times you deal with, but uh, I keep, again, uh, s- stay in the stay in the scriptures, stay in church, uh, know some good Christian men I can talk with. Wow. Those things help out. Yeah. And I deal with mostly people not in the faith. Most of my business customers are not in the faith. Some of them I know that are, and we'll share a little bit, but most of them I just try to, again, always, all our employees, no, no profanity. Mm. I just think that's a good image. Even though maybe they use it off, off the job, mm-hmm. but on the job, no profanity, mm. no off-color jokes. So we, we have that. We don't have wrong kind of music playing. We like to keep, even, even the music that I allow, we don't allow any alcohol on the mm. property. Uh, we tell people performing, no profanity, no politics. Because mm. people wanna come just enjoy a good time. Yeah, exactly. You know? And they keep saying, well, why don't you sell alcohol? You can make so much more money. Mm. I know I can make a lot more money selling alcohol. But then it goes right back to I'm telling these inmates, you know, stay away from alcohol, man. It's going to cause you to fall. <laughs> Not everybody, but some people wow. are addicted to it, right? Yes. And so our performers that have gone through AA or have had struggles with it, they love performing there mm. because they don't have to deal with people drinking and the possibility of getting called back into the drinking again. So the ones that are sober, that have lived that life, or some of them totally love it. And the other ones that are still... On that rough road, yeah. they don't want to. Some of them don't want to play there because they want to be uh, in, inebriated when they play. They, wow. Maybe they feel like they play better. They play better. Yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. So wow. it's funny. We've seen some come out of the car and smoke's falling them out of the car, <laughs> and they're walking in. and The smoke's falling into the <laughs> oh, room. Goodness. Okay, you did good. You kept it outside yeah, the you business. Did. You know, <laughs> outside the <of> establishment.
0: <laughs> wow, John. Yep. Oh my gosh, John. This is like. I'm just blown away, man. Like, do you besides like the scripture? Do you have any like specific books you like to read, or um, that, like w- where do you draw inspiration? You said you have a men's group or a friend. Right, right. Yeah, I've that. been yeah.
1: teaching. Well, just recently, since all the COVID, I've been doing the online Zoom class with oh, our men, and so I've been nice. teaching through the Book of Revelation, nice. which is a really tough one because dealing with end times, and and it oh. wasn't the plan on tying it together because we started pre-COVID on the mm. Book of Revelation. But I do a lot of study. I have some uh, online uh, like uh, sermons audio that I like to turn to. And I have commenta- commentaries that I read that help me. But that's pretty much it. And then life experiences, people I talk to, customers mm. or whatever situations, I'll oftentimes use those experiences in my lesson. So like I share with you about exercising mm-hmm. and something I might have picked up somewhere. I always love to look around me and try to use those illustrations mm. and, and real life practical thing
0: yeah this is incredible Wow
1: so I don't even know
0: like I, I'm just I just feel like I got so much personally out of this I'm gonna watch this myself I'm gonna just take some notes down I'm, I'm gonna, like, like dang like this is amazing like some of the stuff you're saying about character later
1: on if you want to sit down and talk more we can do we can do it, we can do it. Casual. There anytime. you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness, John. I love it. And, and my wife knows sometimes yeah. I'm sitting there talking to somebody, and yeah. I said, honey, I'll be right with you. <laughs> even, even this week, there's a guy that's in that dealt with uh, rehab, and I didn't know it. Super nice customer. First time I really talked to him, and we got personal. Huh. And I got to sit down and listen to his story and, and be able to give him some Just a listening ear. Wow. So I love having that close relationship that you don't share with anybody else. Yeah. And then you got to keep it private. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's incredible.
1: Wow, John. I mean, like, seven years in,
0: that's just amazing. I didn't realize it was seven years. I thought it was, like, five or six years. Yeah. And so where do you guys see yourself going in, like, the next, (laughs) when you guys hit 10? Like, when you're (laughs) 10 years, not 10 years from now, but when you hit year 10, Maui Coffee Addict. So
1: I do have goals, and yeah. I and I definitely. Funny thing. Yeah. It, did you ever have when you started your business? Did everybody try to tell you how to run your business? Oh, you should do this here. And yes. you had to pick and choose, right? Who you got to listen yeah. to? Yeah. You should
0: do this. You should do that. You shouldn't do this. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. And, and you then and the this. things yeah. that
1: tell you do oh, it's a hundred thousand to do this here. Right. Right. All these crazy stuff. This. Exactly. So we we had to deal with that coming into it because we didn't know, but we had all kind of people saying, oh, you should try this here and do this here. Right. And there were so many people, I go, no, 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 because then I started learning. Oh, if you want to pay for it. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> if you want to yeah, pay for it. Yeah, yeah, if you want to pay for it. They have all kind of, and we have so many customers. that. Like like someone, what's an example of like an idea? Like uh, a- try to put in a drive through window. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I go, no, nah, it's just too difficult to do, too costly to but do. Right. Uh, another one, oh, you should open up a Molokai. You know, Molokai needs a good coffee shop. Yeah, they do. But, you know, getting employees, the whole thing, it's, we're already – just struggling just to keep one business going mm. you know and it's a lot of hours i mean mm-hmm. some so I, we used to be open six to six and, and then we do That's our concerts right. and open till nine it'd be like nine thirty or ten before Ooh. i get home so i was putting in sometimes 17 hour days and a little bit longer and it's i'm not like working my butt off all day and i'll take naps and things but mm-hmm. it was some long days now we shorten our hours and it's it's it's, it's a whole lot better mm-hmm. but the thing is uh where we're planning on seeing ourselves go we're not planning on expanding. I mean, I have no intentions of opening up a second or third location. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're having so much fun. The Thing is, we're not trying to make a million Mm dollars. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think people that are doing that are trying to expand and maybe set something up longevity ways, we're just living day to day enjoying life as it is and trying to keep the stress levels down travel shut down when we need to mm. I like was it tasty crust just takes a week off and goes on vacation or some restaurants will shut down a whole week that's right and uh, we haven't done that quite yet we've had our employees like uh, maybe shorten hours or something while we go on vacation uh, but where we're at in 10 years I would love to put pressure on Jess Jessica and say, hey take over this place Jessica Yeah
0: Jessica Henry
1: She she can run She has she has a lot of my personality and she loves doing the music, the performances and making new new coffee drinks and she scolds me man. She she like I can't believe she still works for us. She oh. had a hard time working for us to start with, you know. I mean, you know again it's young person dealing with this old people, you know. <laughs> and uh, but And we give her her space. She does a fantastic job, but I don't know what what her goals are either. And I think she's sort of like me. You know, wherever God opens doors, closes doors, if it goes that way. my If somebody walked in today and says, hey, we're going to give you a lot of money for this business, and would you manage it for a year or so? I love it. Yeah, yeah. buy it. Let me go on vacation the rest of my life. My (laughs) wife wants to retire. There we go. Yeah. I'm 62. My wife's like, just a little bit older, I like that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, But we thought we'd be retired already. Mm. But this is a fun job. I look forward every day to come coming in, and especially like tonight. Got a concert so to get back. Dude set right. up the sound for it, mm-hmm. and, and it's be a really fun show. But we never know. Some some shows are much much better than others. Mm. Sometimes we get some celebrity names come through here. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Once COVID's over with, then we'll go back down concerts back downstairs again that's right but but we're definitely going to keep the music going we love doing that community outreach type thing giving the musicians Mm -hmm. a chance to make some money Mm -hmm. we don't make much money on it but it's good publicity that's that's for sure name out yeah yeah because it's streaming it's spreading people are talking about it yeah yeah so so it's been fun and again a ton of stuff has been donated a guy donated a bass amp wow super nice a top line just donate it to us because you need one like okay great so our bass guys don't have to bring an amp with them now we just roll it right out yeah yeah,
0: it's just right there
1: yeah we've got left-handed guitar somebody donated a brand new left-handed guitar to us wow conga drums
0: that's incredible these are different people or just different ones different people just
1: have stuff they don't want anymore or or like to go to a good home Mm. yeah so i'm looking for some more good acoustic guitars just in case you know anybody has a martin or steve grimes model or something like that you know incredible john like it just makes me think about like the picture we saw
0: downstairs right the 2017 18 at our end of the year uh christmas party and it's just incredible that that was four years already yeah Yeah. it's flown right it's flown that the four years and then the other one was a three years ago
1: and and we'd never be able to look forward say, three years, this is what we're going to be at. Yeah, exactly. We had no idea. No idea. Like at COVID would have been in so no, many no. businesses. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nobody yeah. thought COVID.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because we wouldn't imagine doing virtual everyday yeah. workouts. Yeah. That's 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 true. Dang, John. Wow. We're going to be? No idea. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. And I'm not worried about it either. At, that's the most yeah. like, open, honest answer I think I've ever got. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm just taking it day by day and enjoying the ride, enjoying the journey. That's incredible, John. Like people are probably curious, what do you like to do for fun, John? I know you love your, you know, you love going in and let's just say on like the slower time or downtime that you have like a a little secret passion
1: so well there's sort of three things i want to do i love to get back into teaching photography teaching photography yeah i I taught on the national level fuji sponsored me for a couple years really so i teach professional photographers how to shoot weddings family portraits but i don't want to go back on that level i'd like to go back like on a cruise ship and teach uh composition lighting how to use your camera how to take better pictures wow more on the intermediate level so I'd love to do that or do it here locally, take people out and do a workshop. Huh. You know, teach you how to take uh, better landscape pictures or how to pose uh, somebody to make them look good or yeah. take a portrait shots. So I'd like to do that. And I've done a few one-on-one jobs pe- showing people how to use their camera because I started at Nagamini Camera on the, the road back in 82. Wow. <laughs> you know, teaching people how to buy cameras and how to use them. That's how I learned my foundation. Wow. So that's one thing. I'd love to. I used to play golf a lot. Golf. Yeah, I'd like to get a, a part-time job working, driving the mower, picking up golf balls. There we go. And then I go play golf whenever I want yeah, to. Yeah, and just play you know, golf on the side. There we I, go. I don't see that happening anytime soon, but maybe a couple of days off for of that. And then the other thing is is getting back into uh, prison work again. Wow. Yeah. So John. those are and travel. We love to travel travel korea has been our top destination really? we're going like twice a year oh yeah, we love going to korea what, what's your favorite thing about korea uh people well see so we work yeah. to japan japan i remember that korea the people are a little more outgoing you don't mm-hmm. have that bubble that's so hard to break mm. they uh the food is amazing mm. and it's less expensive than japan really? and they're first-rate country great train system wow and then plus we we're watching uh, Korean dramas. Hey, yes. Have you
0: guys watched um, Crash Landing on You? We saw that
1: one. Hey, oh, I tell you one you gotta dang. watch. It's not a Korean drama, but oh. it's, it's called Kim's Convenience. What it's is on that? Netflix. It's a cup It's a Korean family we live in Canada, and they own this convenience store. It's Whoa. like Archie Bunker almost. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god,
0: Kim's. Kim's that? Convenience.
1: Kim's Convenience. It's on okay. Netflix right I'll now, check it out. and there's like several seasons on there. Wow. We're just like cracking up. Oh. My. But but when we go to Korea, we go to where they film the dramas at, like coffee shops. Oh, and, I remember. And so we're trying You're to get some that. Korean we love to get some Korean music come over here and then we're trying to get like Jerry Vales mm. or Claudia Pea to go over to Korea and try to get them, but we gotta get that relationship going again. Right. And that's where my son James hopefully will help out. He's on the um, Sister Cities board or something. Dude, he like is that so now. smart. Yeah. Like he, he I
0: remember I think it was somebody one of the people there was telling me like James just figured out the whole like Travel and Korea, yep, yep. and I was like, "Wow,
1: I'm impressed." Pretty good, yeah. He got the yeah. smarts from the wife. Not me. There, Gwen, there we go. Yeah. But we have we Aww. were in New Zealand right when COVID hit last time, and uh, we were try- planning on going to Thailand and Vietnam. Wow! But the week before it, we were to go, we planned it for a whole year. Gore got tried all this food and all the great scenery shots stuff. Week before we were to go, COVID hit. Shut down Korean airlines. Couldn't fly into Vietnam. Oh, so with five days notice, uh, one of my friends, Jimmy Mack, is a musician. He says, yeah, New Zealand's great. Here's where we stay at. So we went there with no plans. Called him up, said we need a room for a couple nights. And then we just started checking out New Zealand until it shut down. Wow. And, uh, it's fun. But we love travel. Yeah. Wow. Uh,
0: That's amazing. It seems like you guys have been to a lot of different places. And New Zealand, I've always wondered, like, what is it like over there? Like when you went.
1: Well, a, we had no idea what to expect. Right. The only thing, I knew a guy named Bob Charles, who's uh-huh. a, a seniors golfer. Huh. He's a left handed golfer from New Zealand. That's the only guy I knew down there. We have a couple customers from there, and we know they have a lot of sheep, you know, but, and then have great golf courses. I didn't see. So we went down there. People said, oh, the food's not so good. But we found, as long as you like Korean, Japanese food, Asian food, it's tremendous. Huh. It's really good food down there. And then they had fish and chips because had British fish influence. Fish and chips. Yeah, oh. the British influence down there. So, and that was really good. So, I mean, we're totally excited about the food, wow. and but then we found out we went on this tour a yep. place called Hobbit Town. Hobbit Town. What was that? Hobbit Lord Town. of the Rings.
0: Oh, Lord of the Rings!
1: There we go. I didn't watch the movie. Oh my gosh! So we went this tour. is incredible. Yeah. And they asked how many people seen the movie how many times, right, and right. how many have never seen it, and right. I was the only one that never saw <laughs> it. So we got back had to watch the series like okay now it makes now sense it makes all these sense. little things oh my but goodness but of all the places you could have filmed it's right there in new zealand it's wow. beautiful big hills and it's gorgeous so we took a couple tours and new zealand yeah it was, it was super nice drive on wow. the other side of the road uh but but auckland was like a college town big city wow. but you walked the town and it was fantastic oh my goodness John. yeah so. so
0: new zealand japan Korea. Yeah, majors.
1: Yeah, um, I, I was in Fiji. Actually, I, oh, Fiji. I went. to Fiji. What is what is Fiji like? Well, I was in six prisons. I went. I was oh. working in the prisons there. Oh. And so I stayed in people's homes. We had dirt floors and and mosquito netting. So it was third world type thing. So I didn't get to see the resort areas, which I are hear are super nice. Hmm. But the people were tremendous, and so wow. I got to spend a little bit of time in Fiji. And then uh, we've gone... I've been in, uh, uh, in the Amazon in Brazil. The Amazon in Yeah, and I went there to uh, do some church work down there. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so that was really fun. And then we, me and Gwen went to uh, Europe. Uh, Europe, too? Well, yeah. well, which
0: uh, Well, which do countries? you know uh,
1: Surf and Goat Dairy? No. It's up in Pio no. Road. Pio Road, they sell... They have near the vodka farm or something like that there. Okay, oh, yeah, I know where the vodka... But, yeah, f- yeah, Surf and Goat is right up above it. And uh, Thomas Calfsack was... Uh, we became friends with him when he first moved to Hawaii, and so he, he said, "Come visit me in Germany." He's from Germany, oh. so he picked us up in a Rolls Royce and drove us all over Germany in a Rolls Royce. Oh my! So, <laughs> so we got oh to see goodness, all God. these places. I, I don't drink beer, and wow. so all these pubs where they're famous oh. for their beers. <laughs> and so we got to see Germany, and went to a little bit of Austria oh. where Mozart was at, and Italy, mm-hmm. and so that was our only European. So we one day we'll go back to europe but we wow. definitely like asia it's closer and affecting right. yeah oh my goodness so first
0: place you're traveling after covid
1: It's was probably back to korea korea we got to get some more k-pop stuff you
0: hey know. <laughs> just, you know i noticed that every time i coffee it, you guys come back and there's all these like bts yeah bts it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh man it's awesome yeah. john you know it's just so crazy how time flies by already and yeah you know, I could talk to you forever. I could just literally sit down, drink coffee and talk <laughs> to you for another one, two hours, and you know, wh- <sighs> this is just incredible because usually I have a couple of questions I like to ask, but you know, one of them I want to really ask is like, I remember we did that workout a few years ago. I think that was three or four years ago. <laughs> Dude, <Josh. laughs> right It's <laughs> a bad memory <laughs> that's a bad memory don't have to go yeah no. we're gonna no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny i remember <laughs> we're doing the warm-up and um and yeah it was just uh it's his lunges that we're doing lunges, lunges yeah walking lunges <laughs> and what happened happen-
1: well we had our staff as a like a get together for that's all our staff right, to come yes. down so we had a special night just for coffee at a- And most of our staff is really young, except for me and Gwen. They're all right out of high school, (laughs) college age. They're warming up. And back in the day, younger, you never have to warm up. But now I'm doing these lunges, and all of a sudden I feel my hamstring like snap. Oh my god! It was like like a twing, and I go, oh, just like rolling on the floor. And so I was out for the out for the night. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh, sad days. fun memories! So now my workout is yeah. uh, what is it called? Nintendo? It's like this steering wheel thing. oh Okay, the Switch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so switch. I'm doing that every day, like 15, 20 minutes, wow. and it's a lot of running, a lot of squats, yeah, and I feel yeah. a little bit of groin poil a little bit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's working great. You That's know? awesome. So Jessica's coaching me on it. Hey, you back's not straight. You know, exactly. and you're cheating. You're not like yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's
0: fun. Wow. You know, one of the last questions I gotta ask John is, when you see this, fighting sickness with fitness, what comes to mind? Like, what what do you think about when you see this sign? Well, your book. Yeah. Because we sell your book there, and people
1: get the book, and I tell them about your story, which is an incredible story. I turn your life around, and and how being fit changed your mental status, the whole thing, and people love it. Love the story, and they'll buy the book. So, that's what I always think of when I I see this here. So, yeah, definitely, and this is a faith thing as well. You can make it spiritual because uh, uh, being your mind being right, you know, you gotta you gotta be keep it keep the dirt out, mm, you know. I like yeah, that. You know? So I use this example. So when I go work out in the yard, I love doing yard work to mm-hmm. some degree. And I go out there <laughs> weed whacker and I come back filthy dirty, mm-hmm. and I go into my wife and I said, "Honey, give me some loving," <laughs> you know, and she's gonna say, "No, no, no, go take a shower first, get get cleaned up." Yeah, you know, and and that's how it is with us in you know, our relationship with God type thing. You say, Hey God, you know, give me some love because man, you're dirty. Go go, repent, turn your life around, get your act together, and then you know, then we could talk. Wow. But we, you know, but what's our our part? We got to clean ourselves up and uh, doing that. Yeah. So spiritual mind, keeping it clean, get the dirt out, turn from that dirt, get away from it. Yeah. Oh my. Same goodness. thing, right?
0: That's it. Yeah. John, I want to just thank you again, and, and you know, acknowledge you for coming on and spending the time with us and sharing. And man, we got to get you back on, John. Like, we, we could talk for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much fun. But man, John, you thank guys. you so much for coming pleasure. by today. And ladies and gentlemen, hey, subscribe, click that like button. If you guys want to see John again, leave a comment. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh.
1: Appreciate it.